So it's not just the, the, the PMO office, it's your SMEs, it's your, your experts within your organization, it's the people in the front line that are all a part of that process and, and should be allowed to chime in and provide some real feedback, right? And I think that's the success that we, we saw there. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. Transportation management has multiple facets and it could mean different things to different companies. But the real value of a TMS system will be when multi-mold legs are involved in shipping goods. And that's why the transportation and 3PL companies have greater needs for a TMS system than manufacturing and distribution companies. But if the manufacturing company manages its own fleet and requires visibility into multi-mode tracking, it might also need a sophisticated TMS system. So whether you simply use a shipping add-on or a full-blown TMS system for your shipping needs, you will need to integrate with your WMS or ERP system. In today's episode, our guest, Fred Cartwright from Heversack, shares his insights into the nuances of transportation management systems from different perspectives of manufacturers, distributors, 3PL facilities, and transportation companies. He also describes the concepts such as mode optimization, consolidation, and spot market. Finally, he shares several stories of TMS implementations and describes several KPIs that companies should aim to get from a TMS system. Let me introduce Fred to you. Fred Cartwright is a career logistics professional with 18 years of experience in various segments of the supply chain in operational and strategic roles. Fred's experience includes high volume, high demand environments supporting Best Buy, Honeywell, BMW, and Coca-Cola. Originally born in the Midwest, Fred has been in the Charlotte area for nearly four years now with roots planted in the South. Currently, Fred is the Director of Engineered Solutions at Heversack, which provides logistics consulting solutions in the transportation space. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hey, Fred. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Sam. Of course, and it is going to be so exciting to dig into your transportation background and, you know, how transportation management systems work. Just to kick things off, do you want to start with your personal story and current focus, Fred? Yeah, great. Uh, And thanks thanks again, Sam, for having me uh, on your show. It's great to be here. My name is Fred Cartwright. I'm uh, with Haversack. You can check us out, gohaversack.com. I've been in the transportation supply chain logistics field for about 18 years now. It's been quite a journey. Uh, uh, starting out uh, years ago, coming out of college and working uh, at FedEx at uh, the Indianapolis Airport Hub, working the night shift, right? So a lot of different uh, positions and roles with 
companies, but uh, seemed to find my way to the transportation management side of things, you know, first in working with some some pretty large companies named the few Best Buy, Honeywell, and then BMW and Coca-Cola. So really got a, a unique um, experience level in all different facets of transportation operations, logistics, warehousing, supply chain uh, management and leadership, you know, at, at multi-different levels. So, but again, thank you for, for having me today. Of course. And it's going to be really exciting to dig into, uh, you know, that background. Obviously, since you have the 3PL background, that's where the real complexity is when it comes yeah. to transportation and logistics. But, you know, it's really important to understand the nuances from that perspective so our manufacturer can understand uh, the that side of the world as well. Before we do that, we have one of the standard questions that we ask every single guest that appear on the show, and that is going to be your perspective on business growth, Fred. Well, you know, being in the transportation supply chain logistics field, I mean, it seems that we are continuously growing um, as a result of the uh, chaos that has ensued from the pandemic and growing at a rate, um, whether it be from the management side of things as companies scramble to identify resourcing efforts on their on the manufacturing side or they are looking for a new options uh, to optimize their setups so the company that I work with now with Haversack and other companies out there really trying to kind of find and identify solutions that can help companies that are really trying to that recognize that uh, this pandemic and the challenges that we face today are is not a forever scenario. One, two, that every company is trying to do what every company is trying to do right now. And my challenge to a lot of different conversations with executives as of late has been to innovate that R&D element of this, of, of manufacturing and planning and all these types of things. If, uh, now is the time to innovate. Okay. Amazing perspective there. And that is definitely true as well, to be honest. So now let's dig into the TMS and obviously your experience is going to be super critical there. So when we look at TMS, obviously, when you look at uh, from different perspectives, one perspective is going to be, let's say you have the manufacturing company in the manufacturing value chain, and then you have the distributors, and then you have the retailers, and then you have the transportation companies, and then you have the TPS. Everybody is going to have different sort of, you know, transportation needs from the business model perspective. Now, the definition of PMS is going to be very different when you look at each of these perspectives, right? So now, if you were to define, let's say, the perspective of PMS, and the core features that each of these personas are going to require, or maybe their interaction. So provide us the high-level view of the what a TMS is from these uh, four or five different perspectives. Yeah, I think that uh, that's a great question. I think that uh, today's definition of a TMS is quite different than maybe five or ten years ago. Yeah, and uh, to answer that from a from a holistic perspective easily, I'll say that it is the be-all, end-all from a transport standpoint, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, these TMS softwares have to have a interface uh, for multi-mode operations to, uh, from a scalability perspective. So what that means is 
you know, not only do they have to be prepared to handle a smaller businesses to, uh, you know, extremely uh, large companies with a lot of the complexity, they have to be adaptable to your 3PL outfits or yeah. uh, and, and multiple interfaces at that level. And from a shipper standpoint, um, there has to be that adaptability, that customization is actually when I was thinking about this topic, that was one of the first things I wrote down was customization yeah. and adaptability. And if I was to advise a company today on what, what do I need to, when I'm looking for a TMS or identify a TMS solution, it, it, you really have to understand that the that particular manufacturer, that particular company's needs are the most important thing. Yeah. So everything should fall around the demand in that particular scenario with that particular shipper manufacturer, uh, whether they're uh, you know outfitted by, with a three PL or not. Yeah. Or or have some other scenario. You know that customization is critical. Okay, so let's uh, let me uh, sort of uh, you know try to rephrase whatever I understood to make sure that my listeners are yep. able to follow along, right? So yep. let's say mm-hmm. you know if I look at the uh, transportation system, obviously the goal of that system is going to be to manage all of the business processes related to any sort of transportation. When we talk, um, you know, let's say from the manufacturing perspective, manufacturers are going to be able to you know ship goods. Some of the manufacturers are simply going to be utilizing, let's say, UPSs or the FedExs of the world. If the good is going to be really small, they don't have to worry about the 3PL side of the house. Now, if they are also utilizing 3PL, obviously they need to be able to interact, exchange the information so that you know you have your bill of lading, whatever you need to transfer to them. I don't know how many manufacturers are going to be there that are managing their own fleets. If you are managing your own fleets, you are going to have completely different business processes. Now, if you are using 3PL, then your process complexity is going to be fairly different. But let's say if you are a 3PL yourself, so I think you mentioned that example as well. If you are that, then you're, the, the way you are going to process your orders, the way you are actually going to the dispatch, the schedule, the way you are going to track your drivers is going to be very, very, very different, right? So when we okay. look at the, the scope of the TMS system, so if I'm talking more from the manufacturer or from the e-commerce perspective, can I utilize, let's say, a module that might be shipped as part of WMS or ERP as part of my transportation process? Or should I be looking for slightly more advanced transportation process? Do you have any perspective on that? That's a great question. I think it I think it does vary depending on the setup. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that the first step in from the manufacturing ERP interface standpoint, in my yeah. mind, is always going to be that mode optimization. Okay. Right. So this is pulling the information, pulling that ERP data in you know, and, and optimizing that with, uh, you know, collaborating with other orders or from that perspective, right? Now, as far as companies, uh, depending on their demand, some companies may not have a need for a a larger setup, right? Whether they need to determine multi-mode operations, they need to uh, consolidate, they may not have a need for that, right? Um, Their e-commerce platforms, Typically, there's a short turnaround time with and, and a lot of those uh, items may be particularly smaller. So there is a, there is some platforms out there that can integrate uh, specifically uh, for that. Um, but what I found in my experience has been that 
the vast majority of companies, even if they claim don't uh, see a need or demand for significant LTL truckload or other mode optimization, um, will find and have found savings opportunities doing so by fully integrating with some type of mode op- optimization. And that could be on the 3PL side, could be uh, a company that is, is uh, um, sets themselves differently up that way. However, I do think that the mode optimization is that always and should be like the first step uh, from that standpoint. Okay, amazing. So we are going to take two different angles there and I'm, I'm going to be covering one at a time. So obviously you are talking a lot about the mode optimization. So let's say mm-hmm. if my listeners are not really familiar with what that is, do you want to expand mm-hmm. a little bit more on that? What is the mode optimization and how these companies can benefit, let's say if they might not be mode optimizing their operations right now? Yeah, you know, uh, when I was working with a company, uh, one of the companies I mentioned, uh, one of the things that we did was we looked at our shipping history yeah. uh, to try to identify, well, this was a pre-optimization software okay. situation, right? So yeah. we were trying to manually optimize our network. And what we found is that, um, you know, instead of um, every every shipment we were creating, uh, these were mostly parcel types of shipment. Yeah. Um, so UPS, FedEx, we found that we were shipping uh, four or five shipments to the same place every day, all individual. And we have a, had a, a pretty decent pricing on those shipments. However, if we combined all those into one particular shipment, yeah. even though in this case, it still fell into a parcel opportunity, not necessarily a different mode. However, we found that we saved on shipping, right? Yeah. So mode optimization in my mind includes that order consolidation piece too. But as far as the mode optimization, uh, there have been many examples in my in my past life where yeah. we have taken um, and crossed over into different modes. You know, you might take a parcel shipment and combine with others to be an, an LTL shipment, less the truckload or a less the truckload group of shipments into a full truckload shipment, right? Yeah. Um, if you're going cross border um, from a distribution channel perspective. You know, my past life success has been working with companies that have decided to consolidate and ship cross-border truckloads only, right? Um, That seemed to be an efficient way to optimize. So there's definitely a lot of opportunity there for a lot of different shippers in my mind. Okay. So let's say if the manufacturers I may have right now in my listener base, and they might not be utilizing all of these order consolidation opportunities. And obviously it's very clear that there are going to be some savings opportunities, at least from the shipping perspective. So if I uh, take an example of the order consolidation, that could mean a lot of different things when we look at the the entire transaction, starting from your order to uh, shipment, right? So when we look at the manufacturing perspective or the production perspective, there might be some cost savings opportunity. And my operations people might be claiming that, you know what, if you actually clubbed these jobs together, then I may be able to process them far more efficiently. If I go to my warehouse, Mm -hmm. then those guys are going to say, you know what, you should be combining these picking lists together. And if you combine, Mm -hmm. then my my picker is going to be far more efficient. My packer is going to be far more efficient. So here, the perspective, the order consolidation, just to uh, clarify which order consolidation we are talking about, here we are really Mm -hmm. taking the shipping perspective. We are simply looking at the shipping cost, not the the total order, uh, you know, packaging, right? Correct. And that's for, for the, the scope of what I referred to. Yes, you're talking about from a picking uh, and packing standpoint, really 
trying to identify consolidation opportunity there. There, I will say that there, you know, even beyond that, there um, you could look into manufacturing from an order consolidation standpoint. However, my experience more so has been along the picking and packing and, and consolidation side that way. Okay, amazing. So uh, you spoke about, you know, doing this in the specialized system, then you are going to do that because your default ERP system, WMS system, they are not really to, going to take that shipping perspective. And which is really important if you really want to uh, utilize or capitalize on the, the savings opportunities when it comes to uh, savings related to transportation. So let's say if I were to utilize a specialized TMS system, where is going to be that handoff? Uh, in the process when the TMS or the transportation system is going to be responsible for the process. And let's say if I have a specialized system, what all data do we need to exchange for these systems to work together? Right. That's a great question. Excuse me. So as far as the handoff goes, the most important thing in my mind from an ERP or origin system um, is having that connectivity Um, You know, I can't stress the importance of the mapping between the two platforms, right? So integration is key. And and that's a that's a a general comment. I would uh, I would say, too, that the more complex the integration, uh, uh, the more complex the mapping between the softwares from an ERP slash TMS perspective are, the more successfully the implementation will be. And that's just from what I've learned, right? Um, only because somebody has thoughtfully reviewed the governance, they've thoughtfully understood the flow of directionality when it comes to how the order process works from an integration side all the way through that TMS, and they know where the fields are mapping and the overlay, and we have a really good handle on that. And that, to me, is the first step for that piece, really trying to understand what that looks like. It doesn't mean that you have to get it right the first time either. But the fact that somebody has said this field in ERP system one to this field in TMS system two, uh, I'm going to link those two together. We've uh, you know identified that those that that information exists, and we know where they where it starts and ends. It doesn't mean that has to be the end of it. I think that mapping exercise is really crucial. And that that takes a collaborative effort between normally, you know, your IT groups and your operational groups to really fully understand that. And, you know, depending on the size of your company, your PMO office um, is critical to have that outlay. But as far as the, what you're looking for to share, it's it's that order data. It's your dimensions, your origin destination information. But, you know, that's the simple stuff. It, it, you also have to consider the service requirements, right? Yeah. Every company is structured differently. And the products and, and, and the demand for those products is, is extremely complex and different, right? So it's really important that the service requirements and the timing of delivery, whether it be an e-commerce type of business or whatever the demand is for that particular product line, is clearly planned into that integration. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a, a, a lot of different challenges uh, from what I've learned. So, yeah. That's that to me, those it's the planning piece of that integration, the mapping of the two systems and and try and looking at that is really, really important in my mind. Okay, amazing. So let's say if I'm buying the TMS system for the first time and if I go for the number of options that are going to be available in the market, I can almost guarantee that there are going to be 20, 30 or probably more. 
Okay, so let's say if I want to find out, you know, which is really going to work for my classes, what would be your advice? Let's say if I'm the executive, I'm actually trying to evaluate all of these systems, which is going to be right fit for me. So what are some of the things that you would look at, let's say, if you're buying it for yourself? That's a great question. I mentioned earlier is that customization, customization for, for your business. So if I run business ABC, what is the most important things for ABC company? What are my what are my requirements? I would know that up front and I would try to match those up, right? I'm looking for something easy to use. I'm looking for something that's web-based, right? Cloud-based. I'm looking for a ease of integration aspect, right? Yeah. I'm looking for onboarding and training programs. And you know, I can't stress enough the customization piece. I'm looking for something that's scalable, right? That matches. Uh, where I am as a business and where I want to go. So, you know, maybe I'm a small business today, but maybe I invent something and, or or we change our manufacturing and I'll be a big business tomorrow. Can this platform that I'm going to invest in? And then obviously does the pricing match up, you know, what, what we're looking to from a, a financial piece? Yeah. So let's say if I'm the executive, right? I mean, see, obviously I understand that I'm probably going to be saving some amount in the shipping cost. And I don't know how substantial that is going to be, but obviously if I'm paying, I don't know, maybe $3, $5, $10, you know, $25 sometimes, maybe $100 on shipping at times. And I don't know if sometimes my consumer or the customer may be paying for it. So I don't really have to take ahead, but let's say if I'm taking the Mm -hmm. head and I am looking at the savings opportunity, I don't know how much I'm going to save overall in the savings, right? But when I look at the overall pitch about the customization integration, obviously, if I'm, let's say, decent size manufacturer, uh, then it could be slightly frightening, especially if I don't have the development capabilities, or if I never integrated, you know, software in my previous life. So Mm -hmm. customization is great. But is there any best practices that you would ask uh, your small to medium-sized manufacturers if they should be employing in, let's say, procuring the DNS software? Yeah, no, that's a great, great comment and question there. I I think that you you need to know, as I mentioned earlier, as a business from a small, medium-sized perspective, what your goals are as a business. Are you looking to save money on shipping? Are you, or are you just, are you just need a platform to manage everything right what what are what are your ultimate goals really understand that it's really important to me and and the success that i've been a part of previously is having a uh, leader in your organization that understands that integration can map it out or you have outsourced that to somebody that's competent so the three things i wrote down were clear goals competence so if you don't have somebody, you've got to find somebody that has competence and a team that can build that integration that never short on that because that will damage your implementation and you will spend money forever trying to repair it. So my experience has been that the people part, the people part of this and not just the people that are a part of that TMS team that's going to help you implement the people on your side that that is really critical. Um, and then the financial side, the financial forecasting side, which is how much is this going to cost me? What are, What is the training fees? There will be training fees for 95% or more of these, and they will not be cheap. So you need to think about that. Yes, you will save. If you're, if you're using your softwares correctly and they offer 
optimization tools and volume pricing or whatever, if they offer these things, then then yes, you will say, but you have to understand and you have to plan that financial impact out. Don't get caught, you know, mid game or early game with with some some problems there financially as a result of that. Okay, amazing. So I don't know if you have any specific stories of the TMS implementation that you might be able to share. Maybe do you want to pick two stories, one of really good implementation and one not so great, and maybe you want to talk about what didn't work out in the other one. So do you want to start first mm-hmm. with the good story and uh, you know yeah. provide the entire life cycle of why they went for the TMS? What was the core problem? What was the selection process like? Which system they ended up uh, selecting? And then you know what was the implementation phase like? Yeah. So on the good side, I think it's relative uh, what what you define as a good implementation. But I will say that I was part of a TMW enhancement and multiple uh, roles that I would have was involved in. Yeah. And the success of that particular TMW implementation from a upgrade standpoint was really understanding as a company what we needed. You know, what 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 are we using this technology for and what do we need it to do for us? And I think starting with those simple questions, we were able to align and create some customization and get rid of some of the stuff we didn't need and build out a software that ran more efficiently. And uh, we've seen some success in that way. You know, in this, in this particular case, there were, there were multiple data points, all types of different data that we were integrating. However, it was a volume situation where there was so many orders, it was bogging down the system, right? And so with a little bit of help from my IT group and some advice from TMW, we saw some success in, in deploying some really unique strategies there to manage that the mass number of orders and the, the sheer uh, volume of data that was flying around in our system, right? And how do we cache that data so that we're not going through every order in our system, you know, when we're searching data or when we're running reports and those types of things that might bog down the system. So the, the success, again, in that is really having clear and concise goals at the very beginning, having now a knowledgeable team to help um, um, build that and grow that out and execute it, right? So it's not just the, the, the PMO office, you know, it, it's your SMEs, it's your, your experts within your organization. It's the people in the front line that, that, that um, are all a part of that process and, and should be allowed to chime in and provide some real feedback. Right. And I think that's the success that we, we saw there. On the other side, I would say it was part of a uh, another, uh, you know, system implementation that didn't go so well. And, and we actually uh, started the implementation and then paused it. And, you know, without going into great detail on it, there was significant planning and resources that had been applied to this particular platform and a lot of discussions, a lot of meetings and many stakeholders um, and all the planning uh, had been done. And, and again, rolling out to particular customers in a phased approach uh, before, you know, ultimately the, the one of the comments I made earlier in my advice was financial forecasting. Yeah. It's really important for companies to understand the financial impacts to deploying a software. Now, this company is not a small company at all, right? They have the capital. But it doesn't mean that those CFO types in the organization were bought into 
this. They might be bought into a certain level, but understand that some projects go a little bit by the wayside and there are additional costs. So again, really trying to understand what that financially looks like, that there will be fees. Um, You can find a software that doesn't charge you for training fees. That's something you should look into because the training fees are very expensive. And because that company has to fly somebody there or they have to spend hours training your folks to how to use the software in their specific way and for that specific company. And then they have to develop all the customization that that you need. So it gets very expensive. And really having an awareness of that and and the planning from a financial uh, perspective would have helped and maybe save that implementation. Okay. Are there any specific KPIs that a TMS system can help companies with? Do you have any sort of favorite that you like to look at personally? KPIs. Yeah. I mean, I think that the the possibilities there are really limitless. Again, if, if you're looking for a TMS software and they don't offer 100 different KPI options, then you might want to find a different software because we live in a world today where that data is, is really crucial to understand. I mean, and, you know, the ultimate goal from a, is transportation management, right? So you, you want to understand what your cost is. You know, maybe it's a cost per mile standpoint. You know, maybe it's, you know, maybe you have a fleet and maybe this TMS is going to help you manage track your fuel spend or your driver's hours or those types of things, right? Um, You know, maybe it's the the volume of orders on the daily, right? Um, uh, What that looks like and what your your modes look like. And, or maybe, you know, it's a, a benchmark of your savings opportunity, right? Which is like, hey, here, if you're in the spot market, right? You want to know how much you're paying because that could vary day by day. You know, what am yeah. I looking like? Am I making money on this still? Or are we losing? What does that look like? And then again, it, the possibilities are endless from a KPI standpoint, and that should be important too on the uh, the reporting side. Okay. So you mentioned the spot market. So when you look at TMS and a lot of listeners might not be familiar with, you know, the spot market or how that is going to be relevant uh, as far as the TMS <coughs> functionality goes. So do you want to talk about some examples of, are we talking about the fuel procurement? That's where the spot market mm-hmm. is going to be relevant or somewhere else? No, that's a great, uh, great point. It's a spot market. So what, when I mentioned the spot market, I'm talking about companies that, that have to go to a bid board yeah. for primarily truckloads. So let's say they have a, a shipment uh, point A to point B, they would go to a truckstop.com or some other, uh, maybe a broker and uh, they would throw it out there uh, and try to find the lowest bid, right? That's okay. what I mean when I say spot market. When you do that into in in a general spot market sense, you you lose you lose control of, of that freight in my mind. Now, TMS softwares should be requiring this. They should have this capability to be able to broker and to review it from a spot market perspective. And the reason why is uh, because today the truckload market is widely variable. The tonnage um, indexes are sky high. Capacity is not growing in the market, right? So as a result, there's less trucks to move your freight. So then it's, it's a driver's market, right? So those small companies and those companies that have fleets from a brokerage standpoint are taking advantage of, of these shippers and manufacturers that are not uh, set up in this way to properly handle it. So that spot board or that bid board, as we might call it, 
gives them the opportunity to really control, okay, who, who's going to see these? Who is going to bid on this? I can still manage these providers from a, a carrier standpoint. And then pulling in that uh, benchmarking integration feature. So there are companies like Sonar Freight Waves and DAT that offer and provide information that and really trying to integrate some of that data into their software to help these shippers and manufacturers make uh, the, the optimal decision um, each time when they select a carrier. Now, I'm getting a little bit into the weeds, but I will say that normally the people that are doing this are not your supply chain leaders or your executives, right? I mean, the, these are your frontline workers. So this this software, this integration, this got to be easy to use. Yeah, it's got to it, it it has to to be smart, and that and that is key right now when companies because there's a lot of money that goes out the door when you're in that spot situation trying to find a truck. You get this ridiculous rate, but you're in a situation where you don't have a choice, um, and so uh, you know properly setting up a company to be able to manage that and the carriers that they would interface with is critical in my mind. Okay, amazing. So that's it for today, Fred. Do you have any last minute closing thoughts or remarks for our listeners? No, Sam, thank you very much for having me. Um, if you want to check us out, we are Habersack. It's in the future's in the bag, is like we like to say. Check us out at gohabersack.com. Thanks, Sam, for having me today. Okay, amazing, Fred. And my personal takeaway from this conversation is going to be there are going to be a lot of uh, you know savings opportunity even in the TMS side of the world, and there are going to be significant KPIs that are super important even in that world. So definitely uh, understand them, embrace them, and once you understand, then you can really utilize those uh, savings opportunities. On that note, Fred, really, I really want to thank you for your time. This has been a powerful episode. Thank you. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Fred, head over to goheversack.com. It's G-O-H-A-V-E-R-S-A-C-K.com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Colin Mansfield, who shares his insights into the process nuances of yard management of manufacturing and warehouse facilities. Also, the interview with Sarah Barnes Humphrey, who shares her knowledge of the international supply chain and trading. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.